0: Welcome to Women on Wealth, a podcast by women for women. Our mission is to empower women to embrace the discussion around wealth, demystify finance and market-related topics, and break down the emotions that surround these decisions. Your host is Julina Ogilvie, partner and wealth advisor with Principal Wealth Partners. She's a certified private wealth advisor, and a Certified Investment Management Analyst with over
1: 20 years of industry experience. Hello everyone, this is Jelena, and welcome to Women on Wealth. I'm really excited to introduce this podcast to women to help them build confidence around their financial decisions. A good friend of mine asked me when I first introduced this idea to her, what is your why and how did you get there? So, I'm going to attempt to answer that in this episode. To start, I don't have the best memory, but there are certain things that are still pretty clear to me many years later. My early childhood was spent in South America, specifically Brazil and then Venezuela. For anyone that has traveled or lived there, you will know how easy it is to witness and experience true poverty. I was about eight when my parents took us on a road trip with some other families into the depths of northern Amazon for a two-week camping trip where we had to bring in our own food and water. One of my memories was entering a village, and there were kids my own age with virtually no clothes on approaching me so that they could play with my shoes that at the time had these Velcro laces. I don't know if anyone remembers these, but I thought they were so neat. This experience is one that I haven't been able to forget. I was fortunate not to grow up in poverty, but to witness it at such an early age has been very memorable to me. During these years in South America, my parents would also ship my sister, brother, and I every summer to our grandparents in Asheville, North Carolina. These trips always lasted at least a couple of weeks, so you can imagine the bonds that each of us individually formed with the two of them over the years. My grandmother was an amazing woman, a true entrepreneur of her time, and unfortunately passed away this past summer at the age of 95. With all of the moving around growing up, Asheville always felt like home to me. She created traditions that always made us feel special, leaving presents for us under our pillow when we arrived for a visit, working alongside them in their garden, and even driving a golf cart completely unsupervised around their property, which was always one of our highlights. One summer when I was around 17, she shared with me a Rolodex file full of information. She explained that this Rolodex was all of their financial information and that one day she would likely outlive my grandfather and she needed to be prepared for that. She was right. I was about five months pregnant with my oldest daughter when my grandfather passed away from prostate cancer. I couldn't help but to think back to that conversation By then, I had been in the financial industry for about a decade, but it just clicked. Since then, I've only become more aware of women becoming financially independent, whether by their choice or not. So this is my why. Throughout this journey, my goal is to build a roadmap as to how to think about issues. Investments, savings, debt, taxes, education planning, charitable giving, retirement planning, estate planning. If there's one takeaway from the discussion today, it is to remember 90%. What is 90%? 90 is the percent of women who will end up managing their own finances at some point. 90% is a staggering statistic considering most men in a household today own the financial responsibility and many without sharing with their spouse. I'd like to say that this comment I just made has changed over the last couple of decades, and I'm sure it has with the younger demographic, but in my 22-year career, I have sat alongside many financial advisors as they met with clients and witnessed the husband driving the conversation and making the financial decisions. Now, to be fair to some of those husbands, I also witnessed the financial advisor only address the husband as if they should only be the one making the decision. Men love to talk about investing, especially when it's going up, yet most women think of this as a taboo topic. Could finance for women be as difficult to talk about as alcoholism, drug addiction, or even depression? I haven't found any studies to confirm this, and it seems ludicrous to say, but this has been my experience. This certainly needs to change, especially with 90% so high. Let's talk about some of the demographic and societal issues that seem to get us to this 90% number. First, there's demographics. We all know that we're living longer, and this is a good thing, by the way. Yet when you look a bit deeper, you'll notice that women are outliving men by about three years on average. By age 85, there are roughly six women to four men. Explanations on this seem to center on women becoming more prominent in the workforce, and with that comes an increase in stress. Wow, I now have studies to prove that I'm officially stressed out. And almost half of the women recently surveyed admitted to their stress level rising. There are also studies that allude to men more likely to smoke, drink excessively, and take more life-threatening risks than women. There don't seem to be a lot of details around the latter part of this statement, but I just felt compelled to include it. However, if you choose to believe the data, it's fascinating to see that this trend is everywhere in the world, according to the U.N. Population Division. In fact, in Russia, women outlive men on average 10 years. It's a global gap that no one will deny that attributes to this 90 percent dilemma. But there's more. We then have societal issues. Divorce, we all know, has been high in this country. Although it's come down a bit from 50 percent to 40, I still consider that high. My parents divorced in high school. One of my memorable moments was my mom warning me prior to her divorce how she could only divorce my father if she was financially able. By then, she was a top real estate agent, and finances for her were no longer an issue. Think about that. I've been married now for 13 years, and I certainly have no intention of a divorce. I hope you hear that, honey. But it's conversations like these, as you're growing up and maturing, that reframe how you think about being in control of your own finance. The more interesting and unknown observation about divorce is that the divorce rate is actually higher with the older demographic. Today's divorce rate is highest amongst 50 and over, and that has more than doubled over the last 20 years. This, of course, is an issue for women in their retirement or approaching retirement that all of a sudden may be managing their assets for the first time in their life. And then consider another societal issue, which continues to show discrepancies, and that's earnings. The estimated lifetime earnings of a woman with a bachelor's degree remains lower than their male counterpart. While the percentages vary of how much lower salaries for women are to men, the most common seems to be women make about 80% to their male counterparts. Reasons for this also vary, one being whether discrimination still remains in the workforce, But there is an agreement that women are much more likely to take a break during their career to have children or become a caregiver to a parent. Thus, they will take lower paid positions, turn down promotions, and take significant time off. All of these decisions offer more flexibility so that they, of course, can manage their family responsibilities, but it also comes at a financial cost. A great example is this year where we are in the midst of COVID-19. I don't need to tell anyone how this pandemic has changed the work-family dynamic. Studies show the majority to have left the workforce this year are women, many forced to stay home and take care of their family. According to McKinsey & Company, one in four women consider downshifting their career or consider leaving the workplace early, something they thought unthinkable less than a year ago. Between longevity, divorce, or leaving the workforce – you get to 90% pretty darn fast. I recently realized that for most of my career, my friends and family didn't exactly know what I did. I seldom had discussions with them on finance. Since joining Principal Wealth Partners with a role as a quote-unquote financial advisor, friends and family now seem to understand more of what I do, and we've been having more discussions around financial planning. I'm surprised by these conversations and questions And we will talk about these throughout the podcast. I'm surrounded by amazing women. Some of them are stay-at-home moms. Others are breadwinners of their family. And some are even divorced. With the questions that I have received, I know there is a thirst for information. They may still think that this is a taboo topic, but they definitely want to understand it. So this is my wow. It's not about becoming an expert or having all the answers. You're multitasking, it's overwhelming, and I get it. It's all about confidence that we can build for you and your family. I want to close out this episode by thanking my friends and family that encouraged me to set this podcast in motion. You know who you are. And not just the women, there were men involved as well. You have given me courage to do something that feels a bit terrifying. But more importantly, I hope to find fulfilling because this is important to me. I'm also thankful that you chose to spend your time with me today, and I hope that you continue to do so. Let's build confidence in our financial future together.
0: Thanks for listening to Women on Wealth, by women, for women. Stay up to date by subscribing to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit www.principlewealthpartners.com or join us on LinkedIn.